Podcast episode 27. 27. Wow, who are the famous 27s out there? That is, oh, that's the that's, that's the, the year, de- all, the, year all the musicians, all the rockers die. Morrison, run them down. Who are they? Well, you already missed the uh, you got Morrison, Cobain, Janice Joplin, Amy Winehouse, Amy Joplin. Uh, you, you missed the you're good. What are you? How old are you? I'm all the fucking older <laughs> than dirt. Yeah, 39. Yeah. Uh, I'm googling 27 dead rock stars. Rock star. <laughs> well, I, the last time we looked at it, it was the guy from Sublime. He was like he 20. was 28. <laughs> yeah. he, like, he's such count. a loser. He didn't even like die cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, Bri- damn, Brian Jones. Brian Jones. That's right. Did we say Cobain? Yeah, Cobain. Yeah, yeah. The 27 Club. Fallout Boy. Oh no. Oh, he uh, wins. Unfortunately, Jean Michel Basquiat. Yeah, Basquiat. Oh, cool. He was I in mean, a band. And uh, Anton Yelchin. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> I was just wondering, though, do, do you start a movie every time that you start an episode? Or yeah. Is it, okay. I'm so we got Sling Blade Does tonight. it have anything to do with the guest? That you, why are you just... This is the first thing that came yeah, up. Yeah, w- this is what we think of when we think of you. It's really early Bob Thornton. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Although this is the one movie you can actually what watch muted because you can't understand oh. what the fuck he's saying throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Old Durham was on last time, I'm remembering now. Oh, that's right. Oh, right. He's great in this. Billy Bob, yeah, he's so yeah. good. He did he pick up an Oscar for this? I think screenwriting. Screenwriting. And I actually, yeah, when I saw this, I didn't realize that Billy Bob Thornton was acting. I thought this guy was wasn't a real hearted guy. Yeah. Which would go over well <laughs> now, because you probably couldn't do this now unless they would have to get Corky from uh, Life Goes On yeah. to play him. Yeah, they would they would be upset. <laughs> yeah. What was the most recent one that happened where uh, oh Scarlett Johansson was yeah. cast to play and then what was the story there? She was cast to play a transgender woman, and it was like a passion project. Like she'd been like right. harvesting this project for for years, and probably would have done huge things for the transgender community. Right. Uh, and that you know it went into the Twitter mob mentality, and you know she was probably just like sitting down in the Hamptons, like you know what I really like love this project, but this is a fucking horrible time we live in. Right yeah, now. right. Um, so is the movie not going to get made? Now it's just no, like no, it's I mean, going to sit. Now some like little actress is going to like swoop in there, like uh, uh, Shannon, uh, the American Pie. What's her name? Oh, uh, uh, wait, oh right, right. The one. <laughs> oh, some, like, gutter, oh, my God. Wow. Just some, like, gutter actress is going to come in there. Uh, like Jenny Garth? What's Jenny her name Garth again? Or, uh, what, she, what happened <laughs> to her? What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Shannon. Uh, it's from not, American Pie. The one that plays Nadia, the foreign exchange student? Yeah. Wait, what is her name? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Sh- I was going to say Shannon Holloway or. What yeah. by the way, can we talk about how great your podcast clothing it always Dude. is when you come on the Fuck show? Are you yeah. sure you don't play Keno? <laughs> no, now it's like I, I was like It's careful. I gotta watch it. I got about probably a few more years where I can wear this and then it becomes especially for keyboard players. Yeah. Like that was the thing, like Vince Wellnick and like those dudes, they totally. always wear like these kind of oh, like yeah. retro kind of like 
it, it, yeah. it starts to become a bad you're look. You're going to start getting calls from Jimmy Buffett. You know? Like, hey, Jeff, I just listened to Boyd's album. That Fucking great, right. man. That's we okay. watch you come down with the parrot heads and uh, we're doing rehearsals down in Palm Beach. <laughs> yeah, 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 Yacht Rock Review. But, just sure, that but what we had, like, you're like a Miami, like, degenerate highlight gambler. That <laughs> <laughs> no, is a great shirt. We'll, we'll have yeah. a picture so everybody can see. Yeah. Um, that's just, wonderful. Uh, some faraway beach. Yeah. Where'd you get so, that shirt? You know where I got this? In Seattle, when we were just on tour. Oh, uh, it's just like a thrift store? Someone yeah, give it to you? Yeah, just a thrift store. I ended oh, it's up, like Lake Union? N- I <laughs> yeah, have right, no right. idea. I actually hit up our friends that are from there to yeah. say, like, hey, we're here. What's some cool name? Like, where should we go for lunch? They're like Portland. Uh, I can't remember the name of the neighborhood, but I think we were misled because we went out there and, and uh, the rest of the band was like, what? It was a little too kind of uh, farmer's markety, like it wasn't what we were looking for at all. Right. right. I don't know. I don't know why I actually, this was like on a hangar outside as we were like walking to get coffee. I was like, I can't even explain why there's so many, most of the time I hate these types of shirts. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I kind of like it, and I can't even explain why. You're like, I'm doing, I'm doing Camp Goodboy in a couple weeks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I need something but to wear. But it's kind of long, too, which, which works as well. It's, yeah, it's just comfy. You know. All right, well, thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> so how was, the, uh, how was the tour? It was good. I can't... Wh- how long ago was I here the last time? Because I feel like... Two months. Done, two months, yeah. Two months ago. So we did... It was before we did that thing on the East Coast in June, right? I think so, yeah. How much catching up do we have to do? I think it was that. So we did we did a month in June um, on the East Coast, which was every Wednesday in, in Brooklyn, every Monday in Philly, and then the weekends were just like getaway, you know, all East Coast. And then um, we did a West Coast run, which was like, you know, a week and a half. So there's been a few pockets of time that I've been back. It was great. It was awesome. Wow, um, what show stood out? The West Coast shows were probably the best ones that we've, it was the best stretch, consistent stretch of good shows that I think we've ever had, ever. In what way? Just the playing or the crowd or everything? I think just, yeah, in the playing a little bit, because um, we were just coming off a month of, like, jamming on stage, doing shit we've never really done on stage. Fish covers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. That would be... That would be <laughs> One thing at a time. Oh, you yeah. all the crowd would turn around and yeah. fucking walk. I out. heard Julian's been like he's been tweeting some fish <laughs> references in his in his uh, since he took the Instagram yeah, over. Right. <laughs> he's, uh, he's like we were bouncing around the room and uh, he's got Brooklyn, a copy of the Helping Friendly book last night. <sighs> we try jamming. It's a really funny thing. It's like you have to be prepared to fail every time that you're going to jam, or it's just got to happen. I don't even know. Tampa, for example, when we jam on stage, we just had a show this weekend. Oh yeah, the Chinatown Nights. We can just do it. Yeah, it's like not a big. Th- it's not a big deal, and right. maybe that's because we've just started kind of playing live, and we're a new band that <clears throat> nobody knows the songs. There's not the pressure of really doing anything. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of just. Fuck Stay around. home and not even go to but the show. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa has, what, three members that are really into the fucking Grateful Dead. For, for so sure. Yeah, yeah. So they, they know. I feel like every time that we try to do it in the voids, it's sort of we're, we're trying to figure out who's going to start. Right. So it's either me or Jake kind of like, all right, who's going to figure out like some chords that we can play? I don't know. It's just it's not. It's not natural yet. Right, right. Um, which kind of makes it interesting, I think, because there's people that come up to us after the shows that like, that are recognizing what's happening and they like it. Right. Um, but we're not 
because he's singing with us, he's sort of improvising lyrics and melodies and making up stuff on the spot. Um, it turns into like a song improvisation uh, and not like song extensions where it's like in the dead or, you know, fish, any of these kinds of bands, like they, they're basically just extent. They finish their song and oh, then, then they keep going. Yeah. yeah. Like they'll kind of vamp on that last chord or whatever the last chord progression was of that song. Mm-hmm. And that's where they take off from, which we could do. There's a few songs that we have that we could do that. Uh, a lot of the times if we're going to jam, it's usually like in between songs. So it's like fresh chords and it. it's just, I don't know. So we're figuring it out, and I think it's cool that we're doing it um, because there's a certain sort of stretching out that's happening in, yeah. the, in the voids now that's never happened, where I think it's okay. No one is actually like, fuck, that didn't go. There's some jams that are not great, right? and it's not a big deal. Right, and right. the fact that we're that comfortable being like, okay, we, could, we tried that, and it wasn't awesome, so what? Yeah, that's kind of at least sort of like philosophically cool. And then Julian sing; he's like improv, improv singing. Yeah, wow, that's cool. It is cool, and he's good at it. Um, <laughs> like it but the, the newer songs are a little more conducive to that. Yeah, mm. depends. I mean, <clears throat> there's there's the heavy thrashy punk songs that are like. You can't really jam those out. Those really, you know. The, the Misfits never went type two. <laughs> but there's a few songs that are a little looser and a little greasier, and I feel like we could we could keep them. There's a song called Pink Ocean. I was talking to Jake, the guy, uh, the bass player in the band, and we were like trying to figure out, like, what are the songs on the new record that, <clears throat> when we're done with the last chorus, could continue? Right. And even if Julian kind of like, <clears throat> I don't know what he would do if he just kind of stepped back for a second i was watching um song remains the same a couple of weeks ago and robert plant i mean this is tomorrow tomorrow tomorrow. (laughs) but like when they're gone there's long jams on that when jimmy pays pulls the bow out you guys gonna go there i don't know i I don't think that 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 uh that's that's a different kind of comfort to have it's like okay the band is a lead singer that's not in you know has an instrument to you know to explore or improvise with so he'll kind of like it's like all right well i guess i'm just standing here i'm not sure what to do so these are all things you got to feel out right right yeah um but you should get some really psychedelic jams and just have a video screen in the back of julian like on a horse yeah <laughs> just, like, just biting the song I, you're meant to say yeah. I, I would love it if the voyage just went super bizarre <laughs> like just yeah. super fucking weird i think a lot of people think that we you already are. We are no but you already are going so far out there i mean like i was driving the other day is it curious? Cur- yeah. Curious? Mm-hmm. Dude, I was felt like I was in like a car chase in like Bangladesh. Yeah. That song, no, that is, song fucking is sick. so badass. Yeah. Uh, and it's like crazy because it's like he's definitely channeling like some Indian on he, the uh, that was on That the was like, a beat that I wrote at home. Yeah. Um, that I texted him. Um, and then right away, I'm always, I'll send him little demos either or it could just be a piano thing of like me playing like oh check out these cool chords or a a track that i put together that has like a beat and that has um more instrumentation to it and more of a song layout and he hit me back really quick and he's like wow this is like crazy yeah arab freaking night rider like whatever and he and he liked it and he let me know that he liked it and then probably like the next day or something he sent back something with some vocals that he laid on and i was like wow cool and then um 
that was inspired for the most part. I was really into uh, there's a, there's this really great compilation called um, Music from Saharan Cell Phones. That is wow. That's this, a, that just sounds incredible. It's awesome. <laughs> you can find it online. Um, I think you, I've just bought one of them. There's three uh, three sort of like issues. Um, and I just got the second one that I found on vinyl when we were on tour and some guy from Portland went to, uh, West Africa, just traveled around, went to Mali, went to Ghana, went to all of these different countries and was finding, um, just discarded cell phones and memory cards from phones just that he would salvage the, the audio from them. And, and, and he went through them and he found not only like demos straight he found, but he found popular music from that part of the porn. The, yeah, was, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, crazy nudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's awesome, and it's like, imagine just there how people sort of write beats with Fruity Loops on a laptop, just like this right, here. Yeah. What some guy in that corner of the world is using with whatever he's got, and it sounds awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was obsessed with it for a while. And everything that I was writing was kind of sort of world-influenced, specifically Middle East and, and African music, mm. but specifically in that sort of DIY, grungy kind of sound kind of way. Well, Coastal Kites is like, like that. Yeah. So wait, did you come up with that beat while you are doing Coastal Kites? So- uh, it was before, it was while Coastal Kites was like on my mind, but oh. we hadn't put anything out. Oh, God. Like, it. I don't even think I'd had, like, the Instagram handle for it yet. Most <laughs> uh, so important part. Do you, yeah. can, do you, when you got our tour with the Voids, do you have your own little side merch table with, like, Tampa gear and <laughs> Coastal Kites shit? Jeremy who, uh, Beardo, I think one of the shows I can't remember, um, put, uh, he has a band called Minus Light with yeah. his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. You, I think you saw, yeah, we did yeah. a show, I've played drums yep. with them a few I times. I played in Highland Park. Yeah. And, uh, no, and they also, yeah, yeah. Yep. There was a night that we did a party at uh, Gray's place and Tampa played yep. and then Minus Light played and then Beat Club played so I did three shows and uh, Gray so got all Beardo slips the it. Minus he put, Lights he put some Minus Light merch on the voice table and it disappeared oh quickly. nice oh, that's fun. and Jules is actually totally cool with it you know yeah. it's like the, 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 the spirit there is actually really cool um, I haven't made any Coastal Kites merch yet I, I really want to um, well, the fan that gets that is going to be fucking pumped. Like, if you threw, like, two or three, like, secret stickers, there's yeah. going to be some fan that's just like, fucking Coastal Yeah, it's stickers are easy. Pumped. It's so funny. I want to make cassettes, even though I know. It, I don't there, know. We, so we, we made some. So yeah. we did this little hybrid pro- DOL project. So Drunk Old Ladies got signed to this punk label, uh, Star Cleaner, Star Cleaner. Uh, yeah. run by Shell Shag, who's torn with Jay. When did that What's happen? that fucking band? When was this? Tor- two years Jimya, ago. Jimmy uh, from uh, the Moldy Peaches, the lead singer of the Moldy Peaches. Uh, so, and Kimya. Jay fucking, I had no idea. Like, they've been, they've been like road warriors for years, and they're always playing like crazy little venues and backyard parties, and they're like, they have a following, but this is like, we went to the region and saw them. And, they fucking, um, they crushed. And their merch awesome. table, I, I forgot about it. The band that we even had this or that was so like what put was out. it just yes yeah yes yeah, what, yeah. how do you spell that y i s s s it's it's on Spotify yeah. it's a fucking good oh, I mean she, yeah. they it's loved so it so we got to the venue and there there sure enough on the merch table was a yes table I was like this I forgot we yeah. even had that <laughs> band and then and Johnny uh, this little uh, punk label put Johnny it out. drew the cover art it's fucking sick. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to get him to do that for yeah. Please, I'll take one. I, I bring that bottle of rosé over here. Um, <laughs> he's. I'm trying to get him to do stuff for Coastal Kites. Oh, his shit's uh, so, awesome. Yeah, he's good. It's great. It's so funny, people that have that like second talent. 
<clears throat> you know, like he's he's really good. Jonathan, my cousin, is this. By the way, I I. Uh, he was on an episode, wasn't he? Yeah, sure How was. Did that, I, I didn't listen to it. Was it good? It was good, yeah. Very funny. Uh, well, I was just about to ask you. He said, so you've been in this awesome band. He was on a fucking hit show for six years and said he just last mm-hmm. week got AC. And he still lives in the apartment you guys live in. Yeah. And he just finally got AC. Unbelievable. I've been to... <laughs> I mean, that place was like a fucking sauna. <laughs> yeah. I think I've been it there, got yeah. so It's the hottest apartment I've ever been into. Fucking hot in that apartment. Yeah, yeah it was brutal. Um, I don't know why. He, you know, he certainly can afford it. And yeah. um, he, he, just, he, just, he just put it in. It's murder in there. I yeah. don't know how the hell he ever got a night of sleep in that place. But we were talking because right around the same time that he got that show is when you started working with Julian, isn't that? Right. No, so I started with Julian in 2009. Oh, okay. And then he got the show. The only reason that I'd know this, it's sorry to get, you know, dog sad, but right when Mira died, my my old pit bull, is right when the same day he was, like, testing for the show, or he found out that he got it. So, like, I called him, and, like, because he was so close, he had lived with that, with her. Oh, okay. And and that was 2011, yeah, so it was, like, two years off. It was 2011. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, So, pretty pretty close enough, we were, we were, been on a magic carpet ride pretty much. The same amount of time, even though he got to like quit restaurants and start acting full time long before I did. Okay. Before like the movie scoring and everything that I was doing before full like band stuff. Right. I was still waiting tables and stuff. Jonathan was able to get out of that world, you know. And he went and worked in a restaurant on a TV show. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so funny. Wait, so when you first started touring with Julian Casablanca at the time, would you have to come, would you pick up shifts at Tyrone? No, shit? no, no. That I, so I, I was like a full-time composer already by, oh, that, right. by that point. I was like filling up, filling up um, like catalogs of music for production companies. I was a ghostwriter for this guy. Mm-hmm. And I would be, I would have to hand in 20 to 30 minutes of music. Like every Friday, I'd have to like dump it into a folder and it could be like, I think the show they were doing was, um, when animals attack. Oh, it's a great one. So oh, I was just watching that. Wow, that was a great folded, show. <laughs> I mean, I must've had a hundred little cues, 30 seconds to a minute long that needed to start like with like tribal drums, right. just like, and then with some shriek climax of like whatever I, I never even saw the show but they and these are the the roots of some of the newest voice <laughs> right, yes. I still have I remember I made it my I had to get all of my demos everything that I've ever written organized I was like it got, I had so many hard drives just all over the place right. and I spent I was spending so much time looking for old ideas like I would have a singer come over or like I was like oh my god I wrote this thing like three years ago that I think could be I could repurpose for this commercial job or something else that I was doing mm-hmm. and I could never find anything so I was like I have to get my fucking computer and all my files and hard drives organized and all of those old pieces this is when I just had a shitty inbox and I was like just beginning to be a producer right. and everything like that and I was listening to this probably was a little over a year ago. I was just going back and listening to some of this music, the very first shit I ever wrote. And they're not, so they are parts of When Animals Attack. Some of it, and then some of it was like... um, Yeah, I thought that episode sounded a little like Coastal (laughs) (laughs) Kites. It's all in there, man. That'd be a cool video. 
Dude, when yeah. Coastal Kites goes out on tour, you got you should fucking have when animals attack playing in the. Yeah, are well, you guys yeah. gonna play shows? We want to. We've got to figure it out because uh, I know John wants to. It's hard. It's so hard to. I didn't even know John was in that. We're doing it with you. I had no idea. Tad said the same thing. I was like, "What are you talking about?" I, I had no idea. Really? So no idea. We, I thought it was. I honestly thought it was all you. Amir is in there too, right? Amir from the Voids it, plays guitar. Is he a little butt hurt that his name isn't kind of factored into? Because you got no. John Pancoast. And well, he came Jeff in. Kite. He came in after. It's hard to come up with a band name, you know. And I actually, it might be my favorite of all my bands that I'm in, it's a good na- one. names wise. Um, but are yeah, are you guys gonna play shows? Um, if we, I want to. It's just that that's like a tall. That's like a, we've got to just figure it out. If we were to do it, I don't know that we would learn any of the material. It would just be like me bringing a drum machine and I would program some, <clears throat> some beats. Like I don't want a laptop, but I would, right. bring an, I would bring a drum machine and then we would just jam. Got it. I was like, maybe if we do another show at the Fairfax bar, like a Tampa show, we <clears throat> could open. Oh, um, okay. How was Chinatown Nights? It was awesome. Yeah, that crowd looked good. You I missed a ha- great I had night, food dude. Poisoning. Every... Really? Yeah, I ate Vietnamese food. Bad Vietnamese food. Coming out of, uh, out of the bowl, both. It was bowl? just no. It was like it was like just when you're bad. But I I don't love Chinatown Nights. It's it's like Epcot Center for hipsters. <laughs> it, it and also, is. this is my impression of every band at um, Chinatown Nights. Thank you, Ali Weekly. It's <laughs> so rad. You guys are all so rad. Okay, this is another song. Okay, thank you to Buzz Bands LA. So rad for having us. Thank sure. you. You guys are so rad. Okay, and then the next band. Okay, we're going to do one more. You guys have been so rad. Thank <laughs> yeah, you, right, LA yeah. Weekly. Shout out, shout out. No, and then you guys played. T- Tampa's fucking awesome, by it the was, way. Uh, for anybody listening, you're, uh, do you get no, a lot of crossover? I, I, a lot of great. Voids fans get into Tampa? Bathroom. For sure. They're the coolest yeah, I mean they they're they're just awesome. They come. They're at all the Void shows. Yeah, they're at all the Tampa shows. They were coming to B Club shows. They're supportive and they're 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 awesome. Um, that are, I, I was talking to a couple of them that came this weekend, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to see you at the Texas shows. We're coming to both shows in Austin." Uh, where we're going to be in I don't know two months or something. Tampa? No, no, the Voids. Uh. And these were the same people that were also at our Portland and Seattle show uh, on the West Coast Run, and I'm like, that's fucking cool that right, you're yeah. that you're traveling and and I follow them on Instagram and I see them in their car driving. I'm like, this is what I used to do when I was touring with you know the Dead and going to see fish shows in the yeah. '90s, and it's the same thing, and it's. It's the adventure, and it's fun, and they love it. What do Voids fans call themselves? Just Voids fans? Um, what would be a cool fans, name for Fans Void? with a Z. Voidzers. What was the first album called? Tyranny? Tyranny. They're just called Tyrants. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking pretty cool. Good. I like it. Tyrants. Yeah. Now it's going to be, this is going to be in the subreddit tomorrow. <laughs> that's a, that's like, yeah, shout out to the subreddit. Yeah. Shout out they to the They love that episode. Yeah. God. Uh, we, yeah, we, we've took some journalism classes Reddit. since the Are you, episode. Do you go on Reddit ever? No. Uh, no literally no. the first time I, I've ever been on there was when I forget who told me that that episode you're on was on Reddit. I've never been on Reddit, never been on before. It's fucking a nightmare. You get in there. An episode of this show? Yeah. The one that you were on. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a nightmare on there. <laughs> it's like. Man, why did I go on? Um, I, it had to have been related to the album or something like that. I, I never checked it out. I never knew what it was. It's a dark. I thought it's really dark I thought, space. I thought Twitter yeah. was. Oh, Reddit no, like smokes brutal. Twitter. It, yeah. Reddit is like the living in your mom's basement 
like, but you in with tinfoil in the windows and like you <laughs> haven't, you only communicate with her through like AIM. Oh yeah. Like of social media. Right. They just like <laughs> elevate the like yeah, elevator, bring the dinner the, down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was some fucking brutal, brutal stuff. Oh man. Yeah. It's well, all it, dark. I mean, YouTube's dark. Is. You scroll down Yeah. and now occasionally like I'll just go look at some fucking dire straits video that i want to watch or something and i scroll down and you can't people are brutal even there oh yeah oh no it's so true for anything yeah no it's so true i was listening to joe rogan because he had um uh the science guy not bill nye um the one Uh, neil deGrasse deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. i I, I was watching that episode yeah and and neil deGrasse tyson always comments on like uh, movies like um, Star Wars and um, Titanic, Titanic, and about the scientific oh, implausibilities right, right. in it, and it's like really interesting to get that. But he he was getting like trolled by people, like just let uh, us like enjoy the the movie. Yeah, right, and, right. And fucking Rogan was like, dude, no, you just got to do the post and drop. Right, you got to just post it and fucking walk away from oh, it yeah, because yeah. and he and then he starts thinking. He's like. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, I, I see like five out of every hundred are like negative. I figure that's like 20 percent of people. It's like, no, they're just fights twenty percent of fucking assholes. Yeah, that just right, like, right, right. And the, the rest of the people that love it, like, you can't. And you can literally get a hundred positive things, and you're only gonna fucking that that one negative thing is gonna stick in your head. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's some fucking cocksucker that you never like kick it with. You ne- you just a miserable. Who's on there? Fuck. Who's who spends his fucking life or yeah. her life on? These fucking web bait websites. Yeah. Like and they're really just, just like, doing it to not even antagonize the person that did the post, but... Just to be an asshole. No, they're, they're, these are just assholes. No, to the other, because they want the replies. Yeah. They, they, it's just... It gets yeah, off on it. And yeah. Oh, yeah. You totally. can't You can't engage. No, because that's the only yeah. attention they get in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> their parents right. hate them, because they don't leave the house. Yeah. Uh, that's all. That's the all the attention they get. It's amazing, though, because he did... His tweet was about the, the start... Because there was a shot... Um, the big one that he was talking about was Titanic, right? Where there was a shot the light of, of the of the stars right. when they're on the plank, like in the ocean or something like that, and and he's like, "That's not what the stars looked like At, on that day." Yeah, and that's then, what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, it's crazy Jesus. that one you can know that. Wow. But uh, but two, uh, the so he posted that, and then when they were doing some re-release, reissue, like a direct, not a director's cut. I forgot the it's thing. Like a but reboot or a remix. The Titanic remix. remix. <laughs> what, ha- the remix. what happens when, when, when they do those? Like a redo, like he did, did Apocalypse Now. No, I know, but I know that. Yeah. But, but okay, Apocalypse Now. All right, Titan- asshole, you guys, no, you no. fucking know everything. <laughs> no, no, but I'm Why saying are you asking like, me for? No, I'm saying a classic. You, yeah. But like something like mm-hmm. Titanic. Like, what is he going to go back and fix on Maybe Titanic? he puts, like, a gloss on it or something. He puts, like, a different, like, Instagram There's not, filter. like, deleted yeah. scenes that he includes. Oh, in maybe. Yeah, maybe that. Like, some extended... Some some extra long titty shots. <laughs> you of, you uh, just see, like, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you actually like, see uh, them fucking in the car. <laughs> have you seen the redo of Apocalypse Now? I love it yeah. so much. It is good. It, it, the scene where they stop at the French people's... that are they have a, These French people just have a vacation house. Because that was what Vietnam was like. Oh, this yeah. weird Bali. Yeah. Well, they were colonized by the French. French and, yeah. and, but a lot of French people still had these, like, crazy weird, like mansions like where the war was being fought and this yeah. one family was and a lot of families just stayed there yeah during the war and like there's this great deleted scene where martin sheen goes in the, the whole uh, troop goes into the house and he has a little affair with the woman they smoke opium and she has this great monologue about men who uh 
I don't know, there are men who fight, and there's it's just awesome. That wasn't there, in the original. There's like a love no. scene in a mosquito net. No, and Got it's it. fucking great. It's like very bizarre, and I didn't like the director's <clears throat> cut of The Exorcist. I did because I didn't like yeah. the images that show up in the stove. Uh, yeah, I that movie's either. scary. Like you don't need. I think the best director's it. cut is uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, I've never seen Blade Runner because the studio evidently wouldn't let him put the movie out without because the director's cut is it's a it's kind of a silent movie like the score right. and and it's just a mood and it's awesome but they wouldn't let him do uh, basically it, it takes Harrison Ford's um, uh, uh, voiceover what do you call it voiceover voiceover or yeah. narration whatever well, yeah the narration they take it out. And it's so huh. it's so much it's so much more powerful. Um, Can you imagine Goodfellas without the voice, the narration? Oh, that's interesting. Wow. I wonder what that would be like. It's. Yeah. Without as far back as I can remember, I've always been a gangster. And you just started. You just started. On he two, just fucking three. slams that. Uh, well, you just started on just three guys in a car. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know what the fuck. would even work. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know if it would because the. I mean, clearly they built that movie around his narration. Yeah, they had to have, or maybe not. I don't know. That'd be fucking. I I bet there's a YouTube. I bet in Reddit there's a fucking. (laughs) They're absolutely. This is the only way this movie was ever supposed to be seen. (laughs) Dude, Reddit. Oh man, I was listening. I go off on Reddit all day. I was listening to Leota on Mark Maron. Do you listen to Mark Maron? Yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah. Oh, he was on there recently. Yeah, it was probably a couple months ago. Yeah, he's. There was a. We were on tour in uh, 2010, and. um, I watched Goodfellas. We were flying Japan Air. Airlines, I thought you were going to say Ray Liotta's a big Voids fan. <laughs> Continue. <I> doubtful. <laughs> hey, you never um, know. But, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, so we went, the flights were crazy long. It was when we did uh, L.A. to San Francisco to Japan, then Japan and down to Australia, then Australia back to Japan for some reason. Do I have that order right or whatever? And then this is when I... Something like this. It was a crazy amount of flying all on the same We'll fact check this episode later. And then I went to go see Howie. The last time I was here was telling that story when I went to Vietnam and I almost saw Howie got killed on a motorbike. Same airline. And the movie selection on the flights were not great. The only movie that I remember that I wanted to watch was Goodfellas. For some reason, they had Goodfellas. Right. And I watched it, I think, 13 times. I think I counted 13 times. Um, you watch Goodfellas 13 times. I mean, you can. Wow. Yeah. No, you absolutely can. It's the uh, best uh, movie Over the ever course made. of seven really, really long flights. Oh, okay. Because... Silence of the Lambs I put up in there, too. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Goodfellas is the, is the best movie ever made. Like, yeah. perfect. There's not a fucking bad note in that movie. Yeah. That and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> There's not, like, a, a, a weak note in, in, that, in that, that movie. And that two-hour Voids video. Can you, can you <laughs> that, name your top five favorite movies of all time? Um, yeah. Halloween, Days and Confused, Swingers, Goodfellas, Bull Durham. Wow. Ooh, interesting. What about you? I'm like a Goodfellas, Sons of the Lambs. I there's this little Ashley Judd's first movie, Ruby in Paradise. Fucking just absolutely adore that movie. And then I mean, guys, the rest of them change. I think about that question like all the time. Zero Dark Thirty kind of creeps in there every <laughs> wow, so really? often. Like that's I, a that's great another movie. one. Like I can just that watch great. that movie like over and over and over again. Great I movie. love the one her friend who's like all cocky because she thinks that her terrorist informants are BFF. Oh uh, yeah. And she like bakes him a cake, and then he just like <laughs> terror, terrorists are like punker. They're just like yeah, they just blow nah. her up. Yeah. Was that best yeah. film? 
Uh, it was nominated, her, her, but it didn't win. Yeah, because she just got one for Hurt Locker. They're like, what do we got? Oh, that's what I was just thinking. Oh, year we got to give made. this one an Oscar. <laughs> Come on, Wait. we got we got gay uh, <laughs> films and black films and every film to give Oscars to. We can't keep giving them to Catherine Bigelow. What's your top five? Top five are, well, I have, it's funny because I have the five that are like the Apocalypse Now, Goodfellas, Godfather. Uh, I've seen them probably 50 times each. Right. Um, I know them up and down. But then there's, there's the ones that are just the undeniable, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off is my number yeah. one. Yeah, you got to have a Chicago time. movie in there. I, it's just, and then Back to the Future, Goonies, um, uh, Coming to America, uh, Dumb and Dumber. It's a, it's tough to get five. Yeah, yeah. But I just think of the movies I can watch like, like over and over. Like any of again. those movies, I can watch. Shame. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I, I can always fucking watch Shame when Shame's Ooh. on. I don't even know that. What is that? It's Michael Fassbender plays a sex addict. It's the dark. It's the most grim <laughs> fucking movie. It's great. I mean, but it's it's, it's, it's dark. Yeah, it's really dark. That's this a movie. Not a, a lot year. of dialogue in that movie. Did you see Hereditary? No. Oh, fucking awesome. And this year was good. Uh, yeah. First Reformed. Did First Reformed's really good. I, First Reformed's fucking awesome. Maybe I I don't go to the theater that mu- as much you've as... Been, you've been on tour with an awesome rock band. You don't no, have- but not even that. I just don't... When I'm in the theater, I love... Uh, the lights go down, and I got the popcorn. I'm, I'm like, this is great. Yeah. The idea of, like, going... I, I don't Tarantino's, do it that much either. Tarant- the, the new Beverly Theater. Oh, I yeah. know, dude. Yeah. What's going it's on? It's opening it? up again in December. December I yeah. literally troll that uh, oh. Instagram on a daily what, basis. What? I, do too. I, I heard he's been f- he's he they're, filming in they're there. They're fixing it up. Well, they say they're fixing it up. They might... You know what? They might be filming for his movie in there. I think they, they are. They might be, but they've they, been But, saying, I mean, that's been, that, they've been closed for a while. I think... I actually genuinely think he's doing, like... It was on, on New Year's. It closed. He's, he's cleaning some shit By up. By the way, I don't know. Have you experienced this? It's now happened to me twice the tarantino's filming his movie that takes place in the 60s and it actually happened after we were filming the doing the podcast it was still light out when we left i don't know or maybe i was just over here for dinner but down by astro burger and paramount he'll literally turn these entire like two blocks into fucking like 1969 los angeles and all the extras and actors or mostly extras are all in like period That's costume cool. yeah. but they're just kind of like in between a shot so you just kind of feel like you're driving through oh, like cool. a time warp and it happened to me uh, once up on sunset i cannot wait to see that fucking i know movie. I, you know what the thing is i might i'm i don't want to watch the trailer yeah. i honestly do not want to watch the trailer because mm-hmm. trailers fucking ruin movies for me Speaking- i get so excited i watch the trailer like 30 times and then you get so excited and then you're just like this movie sucks yeah because you've seen like all the good parts and like i don't even want to watch the trailer to that movie i really don't the last time I went to New Beverly, um, because he curates the trailers that yep. play before yeah. Yeah. before the movies, yep. <clears throat> it was um, it was the trailer for 2001: Cool Hand Luke. Um, I can't even remember what it was, but I was just watching, and I, it was such a stark kind of realization of how different the world used to be from the 70s and yeah. everything. Because the film trailers, you're watching them, and they would just be like a scene from a movie. Right. Whereas yeah, now right. they tell you the whole. Not only do they tell you the whole story of the film just in the trailer, mm-hmm. but it zips around so quickly. It's so frenetic and crazy, just because that's how everyone's brains are today. Right. The Cool Hand Luke trailer, like if you could go back and watch it right now, it is so slow. Oh, I'm sure. And you're watching a whole scene of a yeah. movie play out, you're and right. I'm like, this is how they would market films <laughs> back yeah. in the day. 
It's amazing. But people's yeah. attention spans back then were like great. I feel like they'd be like, oh yeah, what's this trailer? Now it's just like, is this thing fucking well, over yet? I mean, to get people to actually go to a movie is like, I mean, it's it's insane what they yeah. have to do to get people. I mean, that's why movies are now, and, and so much stuff is shifting over to like Netflix and stuff. Like more. It's not such a bad thing because, like, Netflix, all these movies that were disappearing, middle movies, they call them. Like, yeah. you have your, like, little indies, and then you have your big superhero movies, and then, like, middle movies, like, Rain Man. Was like, kinda, Mr. Destiny. Mr. Destiny. Yeah. And, and they're, like, they're able to live on Netflix, but movies theaters are actually turning into, like, an amusement park, kind of. Like, it's basically, like, unless you're going there to see, you know, Thor. No, fucking, it's all superhero. Yeah, fly across the universe <laughs> with like all kinds of other crazy explosions and everything like that. Like kids just, and also like the, the, the trick of getting this next generation, like off their phones, like comedies do not work because dude, fucking Instagram. You do, all you do is just like text your friends and just like share memes. Yeah. Why would you go pay money to go sit through some dumb comedy that like, I don't some go see actor, comedies. Because th- this yeah. generation doesn't c- connect with, like movie stars in wow. the same way that they, they used to because the stars are YouTube's curated by themselves. It's like, yeah. no, there's this kid at this high school in fucking Indianapolis that's fucking hilarious. He just does this like fart dance in the locker room <laughs> and like that's what they want. Like they don't want to see fucking Adam Sandler's 50-year-old ass like playing golf with a baseball bat. Which you know is what why I, mean? I don't like now Sandler, whose career was dead, on Netflix, his movies yeah. are the most watched movies of any movie oh, because he's got a huge all, fan the base. fans are all out there. They're yeah. just older. They don't want to fucking go to the movies yeah. anymore. You're going to get and shot. And his movies weren't making any money. But, it's just, yeah, but you're even, right. <clears throat> even now, I, I, I scrolled through because I started watching the first couple episodes of The Simpsons, the new Simpsons show on Netflix. I just saw a billboard for it when I was walking to get coffee, and I was like, oh, I'm going to check that out. And, you know... Of, I, I scroll through to see like what else is new release on on Netflix and um and there's nothing good on Netflix either. It's I, like even I though agree. even though they're putting the, that's where all the new content is going. I scroll through. There's way too many comedy specials. None mm-hmm. of these people are very funny. You know, I watch a lot of them on um, uh, like on Rogan yeah. or or, or there. I'll, I'll watch a lot of these. They also have podcasts. Yeah, I'm like these comedians that are like that have these comedy specials, they're better as podcast people. Like right, when they're right, relaxed yeah. and they're talking and they're yeah. just being, they're funny. Whenever I watch like their, their stage show or whatever you want to call their special or whatever, yeah. I'm like, it's not funny. Yeah. 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 Um, they're much more compelling as and captivating and magnetic when they're just like how we're sitting right well, here. Well, you're getting talking. them like on the spot, like on like off the cuff. It's too, better. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's more entertaining for me. There, there's a podcast that's going to be happening next week where it's like, I mean, like, I've been to some Void shows, and, like, I listen to the record, but, like, I just, like, listening to Jeff on Camp Goodboy. <laughs> He's much more free and loose. He's more free and loose. It's, like, bad. and it's, like, there's, there's, like, a musicality to the way he communicates. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, you know, hey, that's why we're starting Kites of the Round Table. Right? Wait, you're, you're right, though. Netflix, I don't, uh, the only reason I keep my Netflix account up is because of, like, House of Cards and, um... Any, what, what other fucking good show that's on there? But their movies suck. I don't what think was the last the Netflix mo- original movies I never watched. They're trying terrible. to remember the last movie I watched on Netflix that I that I that I liked. Uh, like a Netflix original or a movie that was on something. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Because like I'll watch some of the Bourdain. Epi- I can always watch his shows. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, there's things that like live on Netflix that I really like. I, I that Gore Vidal documentary. I haven't seen it. It's 
excellent. I've watched that probably five times. Um, there's things that like are always on that I can always watch. Even the Dave Chappelle stand-up specials, I watched those a bunch. I loved that. Right. Um, well, the, the documentaries that the tr- uh, they're true crime. Uh, and there's great documentaries. Yeah, there are actually, but they're they're original. Like their features are not good. Yeah. They're just and they make a new one every like fucking two it's like, minutes. Yeah, it's like Paul Rudd works for a disabled guy. <laughs> like part I re- two. Dude, I, I drive down like Pico, and I'm like, oh wow, the new Netflix movie. And then you drive, then you take a left, and it's like, oh, wow, there's another one. There's a new one and none every of them fucking look day. Good. They all look so stupid. I always watch TV when it when I'm getting in bed. I'm either reading or that's where I'll watch like like it. And it's usually the the thing that they have that is always good too is just the nature stuff. Oh, Planet Earth. Earth. Planet Earth. Planet awesome. Earth. I love Planet and Earth. And Cosmos. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. All of that is good. So maybe that's just getting older. I'm not even sure what that is, but it's just something inform- that where it's informative. But the Planet Earth shot is it's shot so well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so entertaining. It's, it's incredible. Like, what am I going to do? Watch some suspense. I don't know. I'd rather the watch true crime so, stuff on there is pretty. Like, this. did you yeah. watch the staircase? No, I heard That's that was really good. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. They got and, true uh, crime on lockdown. They they know what they're doing yeah. there. The Rajneesh Puram. Uh, that, that was what I was wild thinking. Wild of. I'm glad you said wild that. Wild country. That was, pretty that good. was great. The one cult that everybody would actually join. <laughs> yeah, right. Like everyone was like, "Dude, why am I, I not in this cult? I probably cult? would have. <laughs> this cult's <laughs> sick." Uh, no, they got they got documentaries, mm-hmm. but other than that, yeah, it's movies that I when I scroll through. All oh, their horror movies are like every single movie is the same. It's like a kid that's possessed. That's there's like fucking eighty of them. Yeah, there's something formulaic to to the to all of it. Possessed kid part eighty. <laughs> That's exactly what you it know, is. No podcasts are the best. I mean, camp good podcast boy. and memes. Uh, so you're starting a podcast. You and your cousin. Who, for all the listeners, Jeff's cousin is Jonathan Kite from Two Broke Girls. Uh, uh, episode twenty three of the Camp Good Boy uh, episode, podcast. You can go back and listen to episode twenty three of the Camp Good Boy podcast and and hear Jonathan's episode. But y- you and him. Who lived together in an apartment? You guys are starting a podcast, Kites at the Round Table. We lived together for lived many together. years. Yeah, we uh, moved out here right around the same time um, and lived together for ten years um, and became actually closer, you know, cousins than we had ever been once we were both out here. Yeah, because um, we were we weren't that close when we were kids. Um, and then uh, yeah, we we did a couple because we want to film it too. Uh. So. I just realized, like, looking at the table right now, you got the mic stands, you got the mixer. Like, there's some things that you need to be able to make it, make it sound good. And yeah. it's like, oh, shit. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. I got to Although gotta you can it. probably get all this shit, like, Bluetoothed up and just do it all in the computer. I you probably, can. I mean, I probably could. I could also do a live video right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so uh, as soon as we tried to do that, so we set up uh, – we've done two – I just wanted to workshop it. Like we we've done two episodes already that I don't think we're going to put out. I just kind of wanted Practice. to hear. Yeah, I just wanted to hear like what we talk about and how it sounds with the mics that I have at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were cool. I think I need to. It's really cool that you guys have guests come in. I feel like that helps. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because not that you guys couldn't just talk to each other and just be like that could be an episode of you guys just shooting the shit. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like when you introduce a new person each episode, there's just a new kind of energy yeah. that, that we're going to start doing both. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be doing guests and then we have another guy who we're going to do like 
the the Thursday night episode. Yeah, like the screwball like episode. Like just like, like fucking, you know, yeah. And yeah, then are you going to prepare topics or that? Yeah, little, are you just going to go? Little, uh, whatever's kind of in the New York Post that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But no. <laughs> that's, right. TV. that's what I realized after the two that we did. I was like, I think that I need to do, like, because he's so naturally quick-witted. Yeah, he is. And um, that he's just, he's He's funny. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm just cracking up. He knows how to make me. So laugh. And I, I need to bring in just things to sort of start converse, you know. Because us just talking about, hey, the music business and show business and your acting and your stand-up show. It's Although it'd be amazing if you did just do that every week. It's like <laughs> this week we're talking about uh, John's years as in Groundlings. And, uh, but that's not Jeff, interesting. Yeah, but if you just played it straight and just like completely thought it was <laughs> like unapologetically like there's too many things out there now where it's just people talking about like the entertainment business like it's oh, just, ton, there yeah. just is it's just yeah. not like uh, the last thing I, it's just not interesting so i really just meanwhile need... that's all we've talked about for the last <laughs> like, an hour yeah but 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 <clears throat> what makes it work is that you bring friends in and there's a rapport yeah. and that's the energy of the no, conversation totally. with jonathan and i have is we're family yeah. like you it's just but you guys have your walks that you do. We do. I thought, like, because, uh, what's his name? Kevin Nealon has that podcast. Oh, oh, we saw them hiking one time. He, he goes to Runyon. Yeah, he just right. brings, like, um, a selfie stick in his, in his, with his iPhone. Yep. And he walks We walked people. past that one yeah. day. Him and yeah. Ray Romano. Yeah. yeah. I watched a couple. They're great. Uh, I, I wonder if we're on that him. episode walking past him. I'm sure we were in the back, yeah. And I was like, that's really good. I was like, how Look could we up. do our walks? Where we could just wear those mics that you clip onto your shirt, oh, and yeah. we could actually. So we thought about that, um, but then I was like, I don't want to listen to somebody like breathing hard as they're walking, like telling the story. <laughs> yeah. It's you just know? the two of you, like two old girls. There's this one because that's kind of what they're doing when you watch Neilan. I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if they ever post any of that because you guys post your stuff. Do you post it to Apple and like Spotify and stuff? Or? We post it on iTunes or on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. like. When people are listening to this in their car, it's a different experience than because a lot of people want to watch their listen to their YouTube uh, their podcast on YouTube, yeah. Or they'll go to YouTube True. to to watch or to listen, and that kind of has a different thing. I can watch Kevin Nealon on a hike talking to somebody because it's like you're watching a show. True. I don't know how that would translate if I was listening in my car. Well, uh, I mean, like I listen to Bill Simmons' podcast. He's that like the big sports writer. Yeah. And I enjoy listening to him, but then when I see him, I'm just like, yeah, dude, go, you got, I just want to listen yeah. to your voice because there's like a different, I, when you're seeing someone talk, it just puts me in a different, I love just getting that I shit don't know. in my dome. Yeah. Just I just like, kind of like listening to, he's got like a good like podcast voice. When I see him, I'm like, eh, cause but, he had, like, he had an HBO show cause he's not like an on camera guy. And yeah. like, he had an HBO show that got canceled after like. Five episodes because he just doesn't have that like on air personality. Can we just so take a one. second to talk about how fucking awesome Dwight Yoakam is in oh, Sling he, Blade? He's so wow. good. He needs a podcast. He's a great. He probably has one. He's a great. Yeah. He's actually a great actor. <laughs> he's so fucking. He's so evil in this. Yeah, he is. He's like, oh, what do we got now here? We got a fucking. What, this is great. We got a queer. Wow. We got look, a fucking look retard. At, look at John Ritter. John oh, Ritter's great. John I Ritter's love, great in this. I movie. love angry dad characters. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, he's going off. Best movies. But you know, the thing about Dwight Yoakam, I don't listen. I tried listening to his music. I can't really get into it. You know whose music I can really get into who also does the acting thing? Christopherson. Oh, yes, Christopherson. But um, one time husband of uh, Julia Roberts, Lyle. Oh, Lyle. Oh, hell yeah. He's so good in the player. 
people don't even realize and I, he he doesn't get the love that he needs like literally on your drive home tonight or when you go home just listen to the, like the top 10 uh uh, love it or uh, John Love? What? Well, not John Love it. Uh, John Love it. John. Uh, did I call him John Love it? Lyle Love. Lyle Love. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to anything John Love it says yeah. on Spotify. Jeff John Love it has an album. Lyle Love it. Uh, John Love it does a country album. No fucking like the top ten Spotify songs for Lyle Love it. I mean, oh, just he's a man. Fucking. Yeah. Incredible. Well, like, it's so weird. Soulful. When I was a kid and Julia Roberts married him, I'm like, whoa, Ooh. that dude. And then, and then now you know, I'm like, his, oh, I totally get how that voice, dude fucking pulled the movie star. And then he's in Altman movies. Of course he's, he's well, pulling fucking the yeah, They're just there's, they're, these old country guys. There's just a sw- there's a swagger oh, like sure. it, that's just so natural. Oh, you just put- he kind of has that Grand Ole Opry oh, thing. Oh, he's the man. Like he, dude, but I mean, just listen to like L.A. County or like if I had a boat. I mean, just fucking incredible music. You know what? He's so good. All of these old entertainers, because they spent so much time on stage like they they just grew up in front of an audience yeah and yeah. they were so primed to like by the time they got famous they were so comfortable just being themselves they could have any but i feel like any of them could have just like sam cook probably could have been a great actor yeah. you know and uh and that's really not the way anymore i feel like it's so much more manufactured now mm-hmm. the hours haven't been like logged yeah for by the time that Whoever, some new country star. If you're like, hey, play this drunk guy in this yeah. movie. Or Just this. like they remake uh, Sling Blade with Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keith Urban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but he's great in Wedding Crashers, too. Oh, fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, he's from where? Baker- Bakersfield? Bakersfield. But I, I, and like, I fucking love, I love everything about him. I just, you know, I can't get into his music. I've tried. I just, Dwight Yoakam? doesn't speak to me. I don't know me. it well enough to. Um, he's got a great cover of. Is there a song um, I would know? No, like his, his album. He's got a great cover of I Want You to Want Me. Yeah. It's, but it's a great cover. There is a documentary that Don Waz made when he was producing The Highwaymen. Uh, um, it's amazing. I thought I've like scoured all the shit that I'm interested in on, on YouTube. you know, And um, it's like the making of... Did they do one record or two, two records? Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, they're good. They're yeah, so you just good. shot me a song from them the other day. <laughs> no, Wait, which one? Um, American something. Uh, let me see. They're fucking. They're, they're always, amazing. That's like the best. Do you know man? what I'm talking about? Have you seen the the like? There's a making of. I don't think what? I. Um, a classic albums. No, no, no. It's, it's, a doc- it's much more like handheld in the studio, natural. Everybody that that listens to this, if you want to go watch something awesome on YouTube, you should watch that. And then the album's amazing too. But it's like it's 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 them hanging out. It starts with the four of them getting together, pretty much like the early one of the first days of the session of the of the album, you know. Right. Sitting in a circle, and it's like, all right, who's let's play some songs. Yeah. They're just sitting in a circle, like who's gonna go first? Willie. And they're all like, I don't want to go first. I don't want to fucking go, you know. It was kind of like they're traveling Wilburys. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a man band. Yeah. That's yeah. a fucking American remains. American is remains. Such a great genre. Don Waz is the man, but that ba- I love how his band Was not Was is this fucking band that sings Everybody Does the Dinosaur. <laughs> that's that, that's hey, his band. Get yeah. off the floor. Everybody loves the dinosaur. I was like, wait, what? Because like I, I was listening weird, to Don Waz. What's the name on, of his band? Was not Was. was. Not was yeah. That sounds like the name of a tour. It sounds like what it sounds like is they were doing a lot of coke. <laughs> it's amazing though, but he is the guy that produces all these legends. Oh, yeah. Like he did Voodoo Lounge, and he did um, uh, fucking that great Bonnie Raitt album. 
and uh, the uh, luck of the draw. Wait, and did he do the Mick Jagger one? In the back. No, that was Rick Rubin. Oh. Yeah, oh, Rick Rubin's another good producer. <laughs> when he gets a, yeah, he when gets he gets his, yeah, when he, he sinks his teeth into a uh, a mix. He uh, now does Don was does he really talk like that or does he ham it up a little bit? He's not. He doesn't talk in the documentary. Oh, he talks a little bit. There's like a line, Christopherson's. He's like saying like I don't really like that line in the verse or something, and. Um, He's not in it, really. Listen to his Mark Maron episode. I, I can't tell if he's like hamming that, that up his voice. That must be an old episode, I think. No, I think it was from like four months ago. Really? But he's kind of got like that, and that we were in the, the studio, and we were just doing the Oh, thing. he's like, when he's he's like cool a really, guys. I can't tell if he's like hamming it up or not. Um, we but were. I mean, I love Don Was. He, there was a, a surprising episode of Maron that I liked with, um, uh, fuck, God, what's his name? Obama? No, the, no. <laughs> the Bill Paxton one is great. No, uh, that, uh, that Charlie Musselwhite and uh, Ben Harper. Huh. Ben Harper, who I was like, oh, why? Because uh, there's so many flights, a lot of the times it's, I, can, I can never sleep on the plane. Oh, so yeah. I like, and there's not a lot of movies that I want to watch either. So a lot of the times I just, I load up podcasts mm-hmm. to listen to. That's a really good uh, Marin episode. Okay, who is it? It's Ben Harper, and who's the other Charlie one? Musselwhite. I think Charlie's his first name. I've, it's like he's just a blues legend. Oh, okay. Uh, just an American guitar-playing legend um, that has the best stories, like, ever. Um, was hanging out with, like, John Lee Hooker and, you know, uh, Albert King, and he's, he's just, it's awesome. You'd, you'd like it. But we talked, we, or we kind of, like, touched on it a little bit in the in your first episode you didn't get really into the blues at all growing up in Chicago. I got into it when I was starting to learn how to play piano. When was that? So, um, boy, I was like 15. Oh, okay. Because um, I was in a Grateful Dead cover band, which was my first band ever. What was it called? Oh, really? Uh, Farmington, which was the name. Oh, wait, you said you Which that. was the name of the street I grew up on. We couldn't figure out a name for it. You know, <laughs> and we're like, let's just call it. That. First gig was in my backyard. Yeah, you don't like, want to be called Touch of Grey. No. <laughs> um, so uh, I just lost my train of thought. What was I? Oh, just Chicago about? Blues Learning. Oh, to play yeah, the yeah, piano. yeah. So how, uh, our friend Howie and I was playing drums. We had two drummers and two guitar players because we didn't know that many. All of our friends were playing, sp- playing still playing baseball and soccer like nobody was really into playing music yet right and um so we had two drummers two guitar players are like okay somebody else has to learn how to do play something or Mm -hmm. do something and it's so funny because at the same time i was taking a class in high school called electronic music which was all based on midi it's, it's, cool what, it's, it's what everybody's doing now and using now where it was like it blew my mind at the time. I was like, I didn't know anything about piano, didn't know anything about like had no formal music training, anything. And there were like the remember the big old Mac computers that were like, oh, yeah. And um, the ones that just that didn't work that well. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And um, and but you I, we would have a keyboard and it would be like, oh, cool. Violins. Holy shit. I can like play right. the piano. It could sound like violin. And there were probably 15 instruments at the time. It wasn't popular. It wasn't like big selling, you know, this is what all the, you know, consumer Mm -hmm. creative people are using at home to like make music or whatever. Right. It just wasn't that popular. Um, And I remember I would stay late, way late. I was the last kid after like when they were turning the lights off in the high school, the music director, this guy, Mr. Chapman. I would just be making... That's such a music director name. (laughs) I would be making compositions. I would still be there at like seven. I remember just by ear, I did uh, Edgar Winter's Frankenstein. Uh Like everything. And and then some of my own stuff, I was just composing forever. 
and now this is what everyone's doing. You know, you have your laptop and you have your pl- software and you have any <clears> instrument <throat> that you want to compose music, blah, blah, blah. And because of that music, the very, in the very beginning of that class, he was teaching everybody just the basic chords, like triads, like this is how you play C major, this is how you play D, E, you know? And then when we were playing Fire on the Mountain, which was two chords, I'm like, oh, I know how to play B and A. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just do that. And then that was it. That's how I started. And then how we just started playing drums. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I guess I'm playing keyboards now. Right. Um, Next thing you know, you're touring the world with Julian Castle. <laughs> but then how did so, so? But you were listening to the blues then. And then the and then I was like, when I was like, holy shit, I need to like, I I felt just constrained. Like, and I I was like, how do you learn? What do you learn? When you're learning piano, I don't have the patience or discipline to to learn to learn how to play like jazz or classical. Uh-huh. At the time, I got into jazz in college, where I was like taking it seriously and I wanted to develop my chord vocabulary, all that type of stuff. But I just wanted to be able to play like Grateful Dead songs, which a lot of them are grounded in blues. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I'm gonna. I'm, I don't remember how I learned. There were no. There was obviously no YouTube <clears throat> tutorials or anything to go on, and I was just listening to uh, the. That that's a that's the same people that learn how to, uh, when they learn how to play guitar. That's your building blocks are usually uh, based in the blues, right? Right. Especially if you're in a rock band. Got it. Um, so that's so I was listening to, but even then I was listening to good blues. I wasn't listening to. <laughs> I wasn't listening to like. You know, um, so it was always, and, and I don't know if that's a Chicago thing or mm. if I knew it, but it, it was, it was, it was that it was, the, it was electric. Uh, Wait, what's the difference between the Chicago blues and like the blues of the South? Cause the blues, blues of the in the South, South is that shit that we like on those Mississippi records. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like a guy on a front porch, porch and you can't understand like, what he's like saying. All basic. And, uh, the Chicago's, uh, Chicago's a, little a little bit more, more swing. Like and Johnny it's Hooker. electric. They were yeah. playing in amps. It, right. was, it was louder and it was, it was, right, right. It was more unhinged. Right. Okay. Uh, Wait, I, I, there must be some like Chicago blues guys that are just like talking. Like if you better know your shit. Like well, don't, I think the don't big jump ones in the conversation. Are, I was just saying is, um, John, fuck! I hope I don't get this wrong, but uh, John Lee Hooker. Yeah, right. Um, and Muddy Waters is he from Chicago? Uh, no, Buddy Guy's from Chicago. Oh, okay. um, John think, Mayer, <laughs> not blues from legend. <laughs> he bends a mean note. He's a blues guy. Yeah, I mean, he's, John he Mayer is, and Company. How do you yeah. like the John Mayer and Company uh, shows? I was trying to explain uh, back to getting my uh, the Voids guys into the Grateful yeah. Dead and everything we were talking about. They're just like this John Mayer. They were band? like, well, they were. They want to know. They're like, what's up with that? Um, and to me, the, the only Jay, way... What's th- up with that is Bob Weir needs to put a new addition on his Marin home, yeah, Marin right, yeah. County Look home. At, the only way that I can explain it is because I have friends that still take like the show seriously, the set lists and like how they're playing and what the, you know, the whole... I'm like, you're taking it too seriously, man. Yeah. It's like if they're at the Hollywood Bowl and you're in L.A. and you want to just go sing... Tennessee yeah, Jed, yeah, yeah, and just and and the three like when I when I got tickets and I asked you guys you you were out of town or whatever if like the three of us could have gone together, you know, regardless of who's up there on stage and they're just playing the songs that we yeah, love yeah. and you you're drinking Bud Lights and having a good totally. time, it's great, it's a lot of fun. So you treat it almost like that, like an evening on PBS with like Bob. People Weir. take it way too seriously. That's that, that, when it's good. It's if, like if, fish fans. It's. I will say they the dissect founding, it. They're the founding members of the band. Like I understand right. why people that are into fish take it that serious. It's still the guys. But it's also like Trey dropped that note and down. It's just like shut the fuck up. But I will say I <laughs> like the John Mayer version better than the Trey version because we saw those Trey uh, 
ones. You saw those, right? I did, yeah. It was just weird. It, it wasn't. It didn't sink. Like Trey was kind of off on his own thing. You know, I think that's because Mayor's a blues mayor, guy. Mayor, but Mayor also just kind of like honored the musicians. Like Trey had his show off moments, and I remember there was a couple moments where they were like, "Come on, Trey!" Like, oh, he was. This ripping. isn't a. Yeah. We're not at Canandaigua in fucking ninety <laughs> yeah. nine. This is you know. This isn't a forty minute <laughs> tweezer. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, bring it in, dude. Right. This is the Grateful Dead. This is our band that we've like asked you to be from, and it was kind of like the Trey show. Mayor kind of just. Does sits does, shuts his mouth. Does but I think because he's grounded in the blues, whereas Trey's like a Zappa guy. Yeah. The thing that I yeah, and like Genesis, he's yeah. a '70s guy. Yep. Like really, like when you go back and, and and really figure out like what they were into and how they came up, like that was it. Boston, you know, like all of those bands are there. But uh, the thing that I, I think with with why I like I disagree with that is that it's like there's too much of a reverence I think with Matt, you know, with, with how it is now. Yeah, where it's like it's a very great. They're great renditions of these songs. It's a very like nice, pleasing representation mm-hmm. of an evening of the songs that you love. Yeah. And that's what I mean by but the thing that I like with you know with with Trey is that <clears throat> he built his like he is really baked into that scene. Yeah. In, uh and and earned it, you know, like as somebody that is sort of on the Mount Rushmore of, of yeah. Of of being an outsider band and having Mayor's been just been banging tremendously Ka- successful. Perry and <laughs> it's just like there's there's a precision that he's playing and everything like that. That's cool. That 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 that's great that he's doing. But it's not it's not interesting to me. No, it, it is, sounds right? pleasing yeah. and it's fine. But it's just not. I don't know. It's just lacking something. To no, me. he's a really great ordinary Jerry. guitar player. <laughs> it's lacking Jerry. Yeah. He's yeah. a great ordinary guitar player. That's what I. Th- I mean, that's what I think. Because right. he is good. He's a very. But it's good just guitar. very. He is, he is a good guitar Very player. ordinary. Yeah. I don't know. To be- if uh, if the dead asked you to come and play keyboard, would you piece out the voids? Oh, oh shit! Oh, I was about oh. to just. So there, there's a voids <laughs> tour, and there's going to be Jeff Chimenti jumped. It's, it's going to be a two year dead tour, and you you will be replaced. No comment. Don't no comment. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that when the mics turn off. <laughs> no, no. I, I'd rather be. Let me. I, you know. No. The the you know. That sounds like a yes to me. But it's not because it's like it would be great for a night to sit in with them for a tour. I don't know. You get bored. No, this is what I was thinking. Like you're you have a very with avoids, you have a very interesting life. I mean, like you're not this isn't just like uh, the Pixies are pulling coming into town. You guys are an exciting it's an exciting band. It's like different too. Your fans are like insanely dialed into what you're doing. It's like a really cool provocative thing that also has the sheen of the you know what julian brought from the strokes and that kind of legacy of a Mm. of a massive rock and roll band that's going to hold its place in rock and roll history and you that kind of mixed in all together with this like art rock fucking like experimental vibe that's also like sexy and cool like you're in a band that's like not many fucking people are in. I wouldn't fucking trade that for anything. Well, it's what it is is that we were talking about. That, well, that was well said. When, when, we, when, we were, when we were talking about the internet. You're going to duck them in the rock and roll hall of fame. No, but like I thought about Sorry. it on the, on the drive over here. Like, you know, that is a fucking cool Fuck band yeah. to be no, in. totally. Thank, well, thank you. But also, I think with, the, with what we were talking about before, like with the internet, you would hope that music would have gotten and just culture, art, film, all of these things in general would have 
because everything is at your fingertips now. You can go back and find things from all over the world at mm. any time, and you would hope that that would have found its way into sort of popular music, yeah. that, that, that things would have gotten more interesting. But somehow it's become more samey, you know? And I think what's more really what? samey, like everything's very similar. Oh, oh. You turn on Top 40 radio, and it's, it all oh, sounds yeah. like shit. It's, there's no imagination to the recordings or how they're making things at all. Same thing when you're driving through L.A. and you're seeing billboards. It's like part seven, part six. There's no creativity in any of this mm. stuff. And um, I think with Julian, that what's so cool and with us is that it's like I, I, I think he's really pulling, and we all are, uh, like pulling what I was saying with Coastal Kites. Same shit. I never was listening really to, to, this, to world music and all of this, everything that I'm into now, really kind of before I was able to find it on the internet. Right. And since I did, it, it like blew my mind. It kind of made me love music all over again because I was getting sort of bored by music and I was like, I don't really know that I even want to do this anymore. Right. Like now, we were, you were saying that radio app or like whatever, you can go find all of these awesome old recordings. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it, it's got its pl- positives for it's sure. Like that. For sure. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and I feel like with The Voids, what I love about it is that it feels, it feels like new. Like what we're up to feels like something like it's uncharted uh, waters. Like we're out at sea and we're like, uh, no one's really sort of like charted like this coastline yet. You know, we're out there. sort, of, And that sounds kind of maybe conceited, but I really, I think that we all think that that's kind of what we're doing. Um, and, and the fans are fucking no, I mean, it. yeah. And it's cool that he is, uh, yeah, his reputation was, you know, I don't know what he thinks about, you know, possibly alienating people that just want to hear last night and someday right. these stroke songs. But now he's like branching out and trying to explore all this other stuff. I mean, he's really just trying to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he picked a band of guys that were, we're all super close friends and everybody's full of ideas. Uh, and, and coming from punk rock and hip hop and, and Amir can play this crazy Middle Eastern music and everyone's f- full of this creativity mm-hmm. and um, he sort of needs to wrangle it. It can almost be too much for him at some times. Like right now we're trying to comb, like figure out, okay, what's next? We have all these jams on stage that we were just talking about. He's got all of these ideas that he's, that he's sort of slyly, like secretly recorded on his cell phone when uh, somebody was just, you know, playing a guitar and he was like, Oh, I don't want to like be like, stop. What was those chords you were playing? He's constantly, does he play? What instruments does he play? He plays guitar. He plays, he can play piano. Um, it's really funny with him. It's not like he's not, you're never going to like listen to him play guitar and be like, wow, like he can rip through scales and he's not like, he's not like that. He's so, um, but he's very soulful. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel like when he sits in an, an instrument, even though he doesn't have like crazy chops, and you just start hearing him kind of mess around and tinker a little bit. It's like, right. wow, that's really good. Uh, okay. It's like he, us. He's, <laughs> it's kind of like that. And it's kind of like, I, I always remember this one thing about, um, and, you know, uh, well, with John Lennon talking about um, piano, why he loved writing songs on piano so much versus guitar, is he was never aware of the chords that he was playing on piano. He knew when he was strumming a guitar. I'm gonna, I was going to open that in oh. a second. Sorry, I just but, stole uh, Kite's beer. <laughs> But uh, if I'll shut the fuck up, I could do it. But, you grab uh, me one. I'm sick of this fucking rosé. But, but uh, although it is actually good. 
you know, what he's talking about is he's aware of the chords that he's writing on a guitar. And when he, he sits down to a piano, he doesn't, he's not as familiar with the instrument. And he's not overthinking about what he's doing. He's just, he's just feeling it. Right. Thank you. And forever, he's always been one of my favorite piano players for that reason. Oh, yeah. It's just like even on Imagine or Isolation from Plastic Ono, um, it's just, it's so, it's so simple. Mm. But however he's phrasing it and leaning on the piano and playing it, it just sounds awesome. Right, right. Julian's that kind of player, I, f- I feel like. not too so are you com- are so, you, You're saying that Julian's better than John Lennon? <laughs> oh, easy I'm there, just guy. saying that, that the, the <laughs> approach no, no, is that. Kidding. This there's is a Beatles house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I was asking the joke version of my question, which is would you leave the voids to play in the Grateful Dead? <laughs> Could you conceivably see yourself playing with this band and it would get... Let's say it gets 20% bigger. Do you think you could dedicate yourself to this band for the rest of your life and be completely content and satisfied as an artist? And it, still do your, like, you still do Coastal Kites, you're doing Tampa, you're doing all your shit, but, like, you would, we're, we're taking every <clears throat> offer, every opportunity off the table, like, to, it, Tampa does not get to be big. Uh, Coastal Kites does not get to be big, and... Coldplay is not going to offer you a job playing keyboards. Are you, do you love this so much that you could see yourself riding, riding into the sunset with the voids? I hope so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. As long as he wants to do it, I I, like going through each person in the band, uh, sort of one by one, like they all have been just, Big influences. Like, this band has been... Maybe it's been the best thing. I, seriously, that's yeah. that's really ever happened to me. Um, regardless of, like, Good Boy. <laughs> of a, a career thing, but just kind of, like, um, the friendship and them sort of pushing um, me to be a better player and, right. and better at music. Like, And I feel like we're all reacting, reacting to each other that way. Um, and it's real. So... Um, I think like we can just there's so much more that we can still do um and uh and 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 the jams also that's that's part of it. I feel like there's something really exhilarating like when we get good we're obviously not there yet as I was like explaining earlier but like when we get comfortable just relaxing on stage in front of an audience cuz when we're at, at a rehearsal room and we're jamming we can we really could go off or 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. And we do. Um, <clears throat> Rehearsals are, I feel like, and even when we rehearse with the drunk old ladies, well, I'm always like fucking super locked in. Yeah. I love rehearsing. Yeah. It's, it's not even like you just because you're relaxed yeah, and you're totally. listening. There's no pressure. Right. You're like, oh shit, there's people here yeah. watching that bought tickets and we feel them out there. But, you know, that's what I mean. You have to be okay with something not going well. It yeah. needs to have that, uh, that, that uh, the permission right. to to not be great totally, um, and if you can do that, then I think you're allowing the audience to have a really genuine experience mm-hmm. of like seeing something where like fuck that was embarrassing. Well, cool. There was a night when we were in Philly on this East Coast run where. Um, <laughs> Shout out Jake. I'm sorry, man. I'm, but uh, but <laughs> Jake's bass rig. He was having problems with his. Uh, he plays synth bass on a lot of stuff too. So he plays bass guitar, but he also plays bass keyboard for a lot of the songs. And that uh, it was like something was fucked up during the show. 
And it was like, oh, fuck. Okay, what are we going to do? We're only going to play the ones that you play bass guitar on. And we were having to improvise and communicate with each other, like, what other songs can we do? You know, we were figuring it out. On stage, it was a panic Uh for us. I think we were all like, what's going on? Oh, my God. There was definitely a Voids fan that was just like, "Uh, Jake's uh, bass is messed up. (laughs) Really watching it really closely. Every single single person, because the the spirit of June was playing all sort of smaller Mm -hmm. smaller clubs. So in Philly, it was probably a 250-person room or something really small. Mm -hmm. We would go out onto the street. Like, after the show, we'd meet everybody, and, and we would hang. And... Everyone loved that show hmm. because they were watching something real happen oh, yeah, on stage right. yeah, where yeah, yeah. we were figuring it out. It wasn't this polished set. I mean, that's what you want to go out and have everything go perfect for sure and have inspiration and magic. And oh, so people were noticing this. Have This wasn't just you guys kind of like. Oh, no. It was very. Oh, okay. like, yeah, the, oh and, got it. And uh, I thought it was like maybe a subtle thing that and, happened that only you guys would have noticed. Right. They, but they, the audience picked right totally. up. Oh, okay. Got and it. that's the same thing with about improvising um, and, and there being just still so much unexplored things that we can get into. Um, Wait, is the Grateful Dead your biggest influence? Um, hard to say. I don't know. Blues Traveler. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Bring it back to the... <laughs> Spin Doctors. I mean, those were the first songs that I ever really... Those and Beatles songs were the very first songs when I was, like, learning to play piano that I learned how to play. Um, So that's probably in there somewhere. And then we were jamming, too. So, like, that's really in there, too. It's like I'm comfortable, like, listening. A lot of people really have a hard time listening and stopping playing when you're in the middle of a jam. Like, being like, I'm not going to play for a minute and just kind of, like, or do something really super simple and just kind of let everything settle and mm. then join in. Well, jamming's all about listening. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how it's... It's it, like it's podcasting. Yeah, right. It is. <laughs> but you heard it here first, uh, Jeff Kite, voids for life. For life. Never... Uh, well, like, fingers crossed. How much time we got left there? We got, about, got about two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> Before it runs out? Oh, yeah. No, it'll be fine. <laughs> no, oh, it's all right. Going <laughs> that's, the, that's the Camp Good Boy inside joke. We always have two minutes left. Are you trying to wrap? Are you trying no, to no, no. We no, can, no, 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 no. What's the longest you've gone on an episode? Um, hmm. How long have you been here? Your first one was pretty long. <laughs> no, yeah, the first one, yeah, the um, first time you got here. That was long. And then we had with us the president of the dildo company. That one went long, too. Oh, yeah. Is that before? The, uh, that was before you, yeah. Sonny Rogers. Sonny Rogers. Shout out. Woman? Yeah. Oh, right. she was great. Have you even listened to that episode? I didn't listen to it. She it's runs, like the yeah. best Camp Good Boy episode It's a good ever. one, yeah. She runs a dildo, com- like, it's a legit dildo factory in North Hollywood, yeah. and she's friends with all these porn stars, <laughs> and literally, you just think you're talking to, like, the marketing director of, like, Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, she's just, nothing shocks her, and she got, yeah. got into, like, some of the most demented sexual shit I've ever <laughs> heard of in my life. Uh, by the way, listeners, Google sploshing, just not at work. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was just fucking fascinating. Yeah, no, that episode's like our rubber soul. I'm excited. We have a UFO um, oh, yeah. investigator coming on in a couple of weeks. Cool. That'll be fun. Uh, Earl Grey Anderson. <laughs> Which is an I'm incredible really excited day. for. Earl Grey? Earl Grey, yeah. <laughs> Earl Grey Anderson. So right. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for this episode. I feel like you could put a camera in here and do. Uh, yeah, so that'll probably be no, next. We could like periscope yeah. it. Yeah, still, like uh, that. No, we can do that. Yeah. 
We uh, what you just don't even realize there already are cameras. <laughs> By <laughs> we, the way, we just like watch it later. The movie that was on was that on TV or is the, did yeah, it just it go to TV? Uh, so this is played. a commercial break. It was on TV. No, you don't remember this part from Sling Blade? Where they go to the X Factor UK premiere? I don't even know what channel this is on. This might be on. What channel is this? Oh, AX, Access TV. So, uh, what's the what's next? What, what's the what's the next tour? What's what's going oh, yeah, on? Yeah. You guys dropping any singles? You uh, we're um, we're opening for Beck. Oh, for, oh uh, hell yeah! There yeah, you go. So we leave uh, Jeff uh, <laughs> Jeff Beck, or <laughs> that'd be sick if you guys were opening oh, that for would Jeff be so Beck. Sick. For sure, yeah. But the the guy uh, the lo- no I'm a loser baby <laughs> <laughs> just to remind your listeners yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's sick dude yeah. so sick dude, that's awesome back. that's yeah, fucking awesome great. where is that first shows in Minneapolis we got I think we have five shows with wow. him so I'm going to Chicago on Wednesday I'm gonna go see my family because I haven't done that Shout in, out. in a long time. Uh, and then I come back for a week, and then I go right back to Minneapolis. The first shows with him, and then um, then there's a festival in Chicago called Riot Fest. It's U S. It's U S. dates. I think there's like one. Uh, the others with Beck are like St. Louis, Kansas City. Oh, that's Center. sick! Like a nice Midwest tour yeah. in really cool rooms. Kansas City's too. the when, fucking best yeah. city. Does everybody honor Prince when you play Minneapolis? Or is it Indianapolis or Minneapolis? Where is he Minneapolis. But you're going to Indianapolis. No, I don't think so. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. No, he's going yeah. to Minneapolis. Does everybody but, honor Prince? Um, I the only venue I've ever played in Minneapolis. Oh, we did a small venue when we there was a beat club too. I remember we did and we played at some small small place. Uh, otherwise, the only other place I played is First Ave, and there Prince is. Oh yeah, he's big. Him yeah. and Husker do. That's a big deal there. Yeah, they're the two bands from there. Right. Like anybody knows. By the way, we were nobody in. comes through and does a bunch of Husker do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they get no, they no get respect. Love. Yeah, I remember Husker do was just always that band. That, like you'd always just see the weirdo that worked at the record store in the mall with like a T-shirt with a Husker do T-shirt. And you but I just think like, we're pronouncing it right. Isn't it like Husker, Husker do? Yeah, Husker I only do. know that because Beavis and Butthead. And the other one was um, it was also spelled weird at Bauhaus. Bauhaus, Bauhaus, B-A-U-H-A-U-S. That was another, like, just T-shirt band (laughs) that is just, like... Even, like, their number one song on Spotify is just, like, (laughs) 74,000. It's so funny, though, those old shirts, because there was was a picture. I don't know how I saw this or whatever. Maybe it was, like... Uh, one of the Kardashian girls was wearing oh, a steel I'm, shirt. I'm yeah, sure. we addressed that last episode. I'm sure, yeah. Like a Ramon, like because Johnny had a, a Phillies t-shirt that looked like Ramones, yeah. and I was like, I love you guys. You don't wear Ramones t-shirts because they're not. I I know when people are into the Ramones <laughs> and when people aren't into the Ramones, <laughs> right. and I can tell just like by the t-shirt, literally like how new it kind of looks if you actually are into the Ramones. I've I mean, never. When, if if someone's the way, into the Ramones, they don't we, wear. Can Ramones we talk from. for a second? Even like Jeff, uh, rest in peace, our good buddy Jeff Shagwat, and other friends that claim to be. He says he loves the Ramones, but I've never hung out with him. He throws the Ramones, and I've never seen him listen to the Ramones. I don't believe that people actually love the Ramones. Well, I, when, when I challenged him on it, I was like, "Dude, I don't really like that band." He's like, "You got to understand." Like that was always his no. thing. He's like, "We're like I came from like where I grew I up." I get and, like, it. But but he wasn't saying like he wasn't breaking it down on why he liked them. He was basically saying he liked them because like he had to like they're them. the first hanging out in the East Village 
Like he had to like them. It's like, dude. But I have my. I don't punk, like them. I personally don't. Uh, like I them. Lo- but I love. I love the Sex Pistols. I love uh, Black Flag. I love. Uh, uh, stiff little fingers. I'm probably even gonna get that wrong. Uh, I have my like p- whole punk fucking arsenal of music that I actually fucking love. Dead Moon, Wire, Dead Moon. Never do I fucking throw on the Ramones because I just like I don't love it. Well, when you listen and, like, to Dead Moon, I and I've like... never list, I've never known anyone who claims to love the Ramones that's like always listening to the Ramones, and that's not to say like. Because there's so much great punk rock. I'm just not a fucking Ramones guy. And I don't believe that people love them as much as they say they do, aside for what they represent. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Which it, which, which is, is they started punk rock. Well, I mean, there's it's arguable. Like, was it MC5? Was it some other band? Like, they brought punk to the mainstream. Like, if yeah. there was no Ramones, there'd be no Sex Pistols. So I love that honoring thing. But it's it's not... I don't fucking love the music. I just don't. No, I don't either. I can't get into They're it. They're not the most raucous, like, crazy, but they had this... They and, ha- and they had Ramones' voice they had kind of gets they had annoying a look, after all. They had a look, which yeah. was huge, They had obviously. the songs. Yeah. Well, look. They, they were, there were songs. They had the look. And that's why it broke through. Yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. Is that, I get is why that, they're popular. Yeah, so totally. it's like um, MC5 is... Much more furious, yeah. But, but when you or, throw on like or, the Dead Kennedys or like the, the, early the, the Dead Kennedys, is another one. The fucking awesome music. Yeah. Those those songs are fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. But when you throw the Dead Kennedys on and like um, the Misfits with the fucking Misfits. Danzig, yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't even listen to the Clash anymore. Yeah. I, I just can't. Like I don't. I'm like that's not punk rock. It just isn't. I don't think the class. I don't even. I know. The I don't know that. I, I don't think I would ever call them punk rock. No. Ever. I mean, no. I guess no. they, I mean, they had the no, aesthetic yeah. and like the thing. But, but like when like, I, because I had never really heard the Dead Kennedys. Like you would never I'm, hear Dead Kennedys throwing like reggae or ska <laughs> or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like no, the you're clash, right. Yeah. You know? Totally. But I mean, no. When I listen oh, to those fear. bands and then I listen to the Clash, I'm yeah, like, fear's fuck, great. get that. Yeah, Fear's awesome. And like, yeah, like, um, and I'm not, th- I'm not throwing the Ramones under the bus. I've just the <clears throat> the no, you're just hanging I, them out I'm, the window. I'm <laughs> hanging people that wear Ramones T-shirt under the bus. I know what you mean, though. It's like you like that. It's just shut up, dude. You're not <laughs> fucking into the Ramones. There was a I, it, it, I, the only reason I was like looking through records recently, and I was like, I came across a James Brown record, and I was like. I know that I love James Brown. Love I, that's him. another one we've but talked I, about on the but podcast. But I rarely turn I, him on. I, I, uh, but I 100%. love James Brown, and I the love his music. And I'm telling you, if you go again to YouTube and you watch some of like... It's pa- speaking of Pancos, fascinating. He, he sent me this show from like Italy. Yeah. Or if you're... What was that documentary? I think I saw that. Oh, I think he God. sent that over. It's, Wait, the one where he sings with Pavarotti? No, there was... That uh, video is incredible. Uh, ha- James ha- Brown singing A Man's World with Pavarotti. Yeah. I haven't even seen that. Sounds incredible. I'll send it to you. It's amazing. Um, but you'd rather listen to Curtis Mayfield. Like it's. I probably I'd rather listen yeah. to Curtis Mayfield. I know. I love James Brown. James I like, Brown is the Ramones of soul music. I'm not knocking James Brown. No, I love James Brown. I'm not Brown. knocking the Ramones. I'm just saying he lives in the same space where people jock him so hard. But right. I'm just like, you're just jocking the idea that you're supposed to jock them. You're not actually like going and throwing on fucking. The thing shit. I'll say about James Brown, I mean, I do love James Brown, but the thing, my one of my fondest memories is going down to visit you at Tulane in New Orleans, and because yeah. you guys had a cookout in your fraternity, and for fucking like it, it went on for like ten hours, and you put on the greatest James Brown twenty greatest hits over and just and over. let it play. Maybe that's why I can't listen. No, to No, because it that's the perfect fucking music for you. I don't care what music's playing. I'm just like outside having fun, getting drunk, cooking. And that's like the background music. You know what? And it's like, Maybe it's, it's great. It's great background it music. It might be better that he's better live. I don't know this for sure. But because like when you go watch the, uh, 
No, totally. The dance moves. Yeah, I've seen the one that you're talking about. And even the band. You're like watching how funky it is. It's incredible, yeah. And it's... It's it's incredible. It's incredible. But like uh, sitting by yourself, it's almost listening too to tame it. on record on recording. Right. What he did live was so like the it dead. Was unreal. Yeah. It, actually, I'm just realizing this right now. It's like it's better. James Brown and the Dead, I think, have that in common. It needed to be experienced in the live yeah. show. It's too and probably the Ramones too. I mean, ima- yeah. I imagine hey. being in CBGB and they're just seeing ripping those up guys there? Yeah. all up there. I bet it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it was a. I mean, the Strokes sort of channel that too. I, I listen. It's nothing against these people. Literally, just people <laughs> in their stupid Ramones right. T-shirts need to fucking check themselves. So, is that a problem if there's like a you know a girl that's twenty wearing a dark you know a, a pink like a dark side of the moon shirt? Oh, that's know? a whole different category. I, I mean, well, that's just like, like, I know you're just a fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, no. Uh, what about like a Sabbath shirt? You see that's all these like mega Because the coolest shirts are the are the metal shirts. You know the Metallica. Yeah, shirts you just made them. a hilarious meme. The Iron Maiden. They wish this was a band. Their T-shirts are so. These oh t-shirts, yeah, it this was, T-shirt uh, brand is so awesome. This they should be. Uh, a yeah, band. this T-shirt company would be a great name for a metal band. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm sorry, like I, you throw on fucking damage, like Rise Above or like any like I like. There's so actually, much and better. speaking of Iron Maiden, their first album's sick. Now you got into it. Yeah, no, that because I their first album from '81, I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, because I've seen those T-shirts my whole fucking life. I've never heard one Iron Maiden song, and it's and like they're a, they're a great they rip. It sounds great. Yeah, it's they're like awesome. They still sound like listening to that now. It doesn't sound like like new rock where it's just kind of like like even those old Sabbath records. They just sound so well. That good. first one's like a blue. It's like blues metal. Yeah, it, it's it, awesome. You know what I the, I will say the best fucking movie Rock and Roll High School the Ramones movie Rock and Roll High. See, it's as a movie. It's yeah, this, yeah. It's this high school like in the Midwest that gets the Ramones to come play their prom. I think that's the log line. I haven't even seen it. I've yeah, heard of it. I've never awesome. seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. There you but go. no, that's the thing. Seeing those guys at CBGB had that tall oh, ass totally. Joey Ramone. I get it. Yeah, I bet the people were just like, I've, I mean, you've never seen you've never seen. But the girl like I that. saw walking down Larchmont the, <laughs> Larchmont the other day with was her fucking not like at yeah, that show with her Maltese. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but then also, you know, then the guy that's just like goes up to her and it's like, name fucking three Ramone songs that you fucking <laughs> that are in your playlist. That's yeah. a bigger ass. And I'm He's kind of that yeah. guy right now. So <laughs> uh, I think it's, you know, it's been too many Heineken's. We, this has been a great show. We've gotten so many great stories from Jeff. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, this is not what this sh- uh, episode should be remembered for. So we'll just kind <laughs> of. I don't know. Now. I think it's this great. Is, if I have one more beer, this is only going to get worse. And let, keep it rolling yeah. then. Shit. <laughs> Uh, some shout outs Yeah Shout out Shout out to Tim Romero Shout out to Billy Fenwick It's a good name Yeah Shout out to Brett Z69420 It's shout an out. even better name Yeah Shout out to Melissa Ann 658 Those are some of our Instagram followers Cool yeah, they're really uh, Keep smashing that like button guys Supporting It's why we get up in the morning That's why, why I make memes for you guys yeah. uh, Well Jeff thanks for coming Yeah in. dude Fucking no sweat, brother. So wait, so with that, sh- when are those Minneapolis shows for with Beck? Um, the, oh, fuck. I think the first one is on the twelfth, September twelfth oh, okay. to thirteenth of September. Starting then, there's a run of five shows. We're out in America for like those two weeks. Anybody that wants to buy tickets, and then in Los Angeles, when's the next Tampa show? Next Tampa show, we don't have one. Now uh, we're we're gonna go finish the album. Oh, okay, nice. It's time. I like play. that EP. Yeah, it's good. I like it. 
It's good. Yeah. Feel- uh, by the way, uh, Quattro Formaggio. What's the? Uh- <laughs> I love that. Who, who makes that? It's like that's like a. That's like a. Gosh, what's the the pasta sauce company? Um, anyway. I'm not going to think well, of it. What, uh, Sorry, the Quad Tampa, Americana. Quad Americana. It's um, fucking awesome. Yeah, it is good. Thank you. Uh, I don't know the next Tampa show. We should do the fucking DOL Tampa yeah. thing. We got a show. Say the word. Shout out. We got a Where? show in Bisbee, Arizona. Yeah. It's Halloween. Halloween. I was watching um, Stanhope was on. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, do you ever bump into him? Yeah. I, do you know him? I do know him. Uh, he'll probably be at the Halloween show. Uh, he's how I found out about Bisbee. Uh, years and years and years and years ago. Um, oh yeah, to all the all you Voids fans out there listening, check out our band. Yeah, Drunk, Drunk Old Ladies. There you go. By the way, yeah, fucking <laughs> We're on sick, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Drunk Old Ladies. I thought um, it was a yes. No, oh, then there's yes. yes, which was the our derivation of our band that got put out on Star Cleaner because she didn't like the Drunk Old Ladies, yeah. but she liked. These songs, so, so yeah, she, she didn't like wa- dick. Yes. No, I mean, Drunk Old Ladies is a tough band to wrap your mind around. If you just heard that band, you'd be like, yeah. "What is this? Like some guys that make prank phone calls <laughs> yeah, what and are the, put it out? Yeah. Like, what are they open for Tenacious D? <laughs> yeah. The Jerky Boys? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then Yes, Why? Why I S S S? Sick album. And then the Voids. One of the Voids going back on tour. Yeah. So that that the Beck. So there's that for a couple weeks. DOL should open, but then just the Voids. Yeah. Oh, just the well. Then before, so there's some Phoenix shows. Then we have some of our own. Then we do a few with Phoenix. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. I like Phoenix. Yeah, Yeah, I enjoy. And then, um, um, so it's it's there's like three shows with Phoenix. There's five with Beck, and then I think there's like maybe four or five of our own. I don't even I don't even really know. And then, um, and then I'm home. There's a Europe tour later. I feel like I'll probably come back for a third visit with you guys. Oh sometime. yeah, absolutely. You're always uh, welcome. Actually, you uh, know the funny thing: the Voids and Drunk Old Ladies, our band, have in common. We played with the Growlers. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> our first show we opened for the Growlers. For the I Growlers. love that. And you yeah. just did yeah. Beach Goth. Yep, for the third time. Actually, was it? Beach uh, where, which beach is it on? Or is it not on? No, a beach? no. This time it was at the historic. <laughs> uh, what do they call that? It was downtown. It was oh, like, okay. um, the, oh, shit. The Growlers are basically the remember. strokes of the OC. Pretty much, yeah. They're I like saw, fish. They're like the, they're, they're, they're like the, they're like the OC them. fish. I love the Growlers. Yeah. So when I saw them last year, um, this was right when we had gotten home from um, South America, and, uh, and I watched them play... Uh, I don't know. I, anyway, I was watching their show and I was like, "Holy shit!" This it was one of the best shows I think that I've seen in five years. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah. they're really good. This guy, Delicate Steve, who's a, a really great guitar player and producer, was sitting in with their band that night. Was just awesome, and the show was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm. A, I'm well, a fan. And they're a band where their lead singer has like the cool name that people love to call by just like the first name. Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Brooks. It's like Brooks, Trey, Jerry, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Maynard yeah. from yeah. Tool. Uh, yeah. You know, or like Julian. Right. They got the like the front man with like the cool first yeah. name. Yeah, and he's got well, some like cool front man moves. It's yeah. just does you he know, have like a back problem or is he? He's always seems like he's like really like stiff. That's just how he that's gets just his down. Vibe, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's just it's the bands that can just keep their they keep just, it. there's. That, that level of looseness oh, to yeah. the music It's yeah. just loose and they just, in, they, in all the yeah, right ways totally. It's just, it's really good um, That's nice. all I got 
All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming in. That was episode 27. In. We're part Jeff. of the 27 Club. I love that this comes in on one channel, by and, the way. Again, you know. <laughs> Instead of like uh, three. Right? You're not mixing When, when your agent called to book you again, we heard we were going to get Julian. And you told me last time this is really getting. getting Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week.